Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shanks Show. Hour number two of our broadcast. Welcome back. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm Bill Shanks with Russ Brown. We'll start taking your phone calls a little bit later on in this hour. Brent Beard off this week. He'll be back next week. Jeff Danzler is here with us. He is the baseball broadcaster for the University of Georgia on the Georgia Bulldogs Radio Network. You can hear him uh, on most weekends here, of course. You heard him yesterday here in Macon and in Savannah. And uh, he'll be back on uh, this week again as they play Princeton. I I asked the question earlier, Jeff, so when a uh, Princeton, what are they called? What is the the Tigers? Princeton, Princeton Tigers. When a Tiger gets on first base, does the Georgia first base say, "Hey, what's up, smartass"? <laughs> they could. You know, we've actually got a, one of our infielders is a transfer from Yale. Oh wow! So all I'm concentrating on, Bill, is just not calling Princeton Yale about fifteen times this weekend. <laughs> yeah, good, good thought for sure. All right, two and one. I enjoyed listening to you and Dave yesterday on my way back up from Waycross. And uh, a good win, a lot of runs, 25 runs in three games. So give us your thoughts on the first weekend for the Dogs. I thought it was a good weekend. Jacksonville State's one of those good mid-major teams, and we all know how it is no matter the sport. You've got those guys that have got the chip on their shoulders, and they just might be a couple of inches too short, or maybe that fastball didn't have three miles per hour on it. You know, we see it in football. I've Remember Georgia Southern having a 210-pound linebacker who was five foot ten, and thinking, you know, if he was three inches taller, he'd be at Georgia or Auburn. Doesn't mean he's not a good football player. So I thought we saw a lot of good things out of the bullpen, and then the lineup was was pretty steady all weekend. So I think all in all, you know, especially after losing on Friday, to to come back and win the series, it was it was a good weekend for sure. Yeah, it was good to uh, to bounce back like that. So no weekday game and then uh, as we said with Princeton and then next week a, a game with Presbyterian and then next week the Tech Series and uh, I know that Tech Series kind of got interrupted a couple years ago but do you, do you like that format of what they're doing now with the Georgia Tech Series? I do. I like playing the three games early because you've got your, your front end pitching and then also you, you kind of get to the point and you know how I feel about Tech but I'm just telling you, in, in our great years we've had through the years, when you're in SEC play, yeah, the Tech games are big, but they're nowhere near as important as the SEC weekends are. And there's also the chance you could see them in the postseason. So it, it's a good kind of dress rehearsal for the SEC. And then you're, you're, you're done playing them. You, you don't have to worry about it again unless you get to the postseason, which obviously then is a good thing. Absolutely, no doubt about that. All right, uh, we we saw Jaden Woods, and he had some control issues this weekend, right? Yes, he did. I love Jaden. He told Coach Strickland he was just too amped up, mm-hmm. and I, I understand that. And what Coach said was, "Listen, hey, you're you're a junior now, Jaden. You, you've done great. We love you. That's what I expect from freshmen." So uh, Liam Sullivan started on Saturday. He was he was okay. But we made an error, and there was a free base. Next thing you know, they hit a three-run homer. So I think one of the big things, we're really looking for those two guys to come out and have good outings this coming weekend. They're both very talented junior lefties. They both won a lot of big games for us 
And we've got so many new guys on this pitching staff, some talented arms. But you know the way it is, my friend. I don't care if you're in the majors or in college. You've got to have those veterans show the way. Oh, yeah. No no doubt about it. It's very, very important. And the pitching's going to – I mean, it, we were kind of laughing about Georgia Tech a minute ago uh, because they they outscored Miami of Ohio 36-24. to And it's like, well, the uh, same old Georgia Tech, they score a lot of runs and, and give up a lot of runs. I mean, it, it – Seemed like college baseball. I mean, it's just all about that. I mean, not like it's not in big leagues. Of course it is. But, man, you're going to score some runs with these bats. you got to just stop them. Yeah, you really do. You know, you got to cash in uh, when you get the opportunities. And I think one of the things that you see, too, with the, the great teams are always able to answer. And I was really proud of us yesterday. And, uh, by the way, Dave did a great job calling the game. I, I had basketball to call yesterday, so I got over there in the middle of the game. Um, and we were up 5-1, then they come and make it 5-5, five to five, and strand runners at second and third. We got big strikeouts from Luke Wagner and Nolan Crisp. Then we came right back and scored twice to go up 7-5, and we were able to extend. So we did a good job of protecting the scoreboard. And, again, in college baseball, and I just think back to all those great teams from LSU and Mississippi State through the years, they always answer, and, and man, I mean, I can remember times in Baton Rouge, all right, hey, God, man, we, we just went up three to one, then they'd come back and score four. Mm. You know, that's, that's what the great teams always do. And that goes for all levels of baseball, but especially at college. No question, no question. Hey, what's the, um, what's the timetable for the improvements they're making to, to Foley Field? Are they continuing that? Yes. So, in fact, uh, tonight on Bulldog Hotline, uh, Coach White's traveling, so we're talking with Coach Strickland tonight. Okay. Um, but it's basically, Bill, a two-year type deal. So they've got to do infrastructure year one and get a lot of things in order and then do what I would call the more showy pieces that the fans are going to see year two. So it should be up and rolling, full go for the – 2025 season. Okay. Uh, Coach Strickland also said in 2025, it might be a deal like those first two or three weeks of the year, we might be on the road just to buy some extra time. But basically, it's it's a two part deal, and it's kind of like what what we did with football. And the you know phase one, and I think he, he, all our fans understand. First things first, we got to do what's best for the players and for the recruits, and that's obviously paid off. I think we can give Kirby credit for that. And then phase two is what you're going to do for your fans and for your alumni, and that's what we're seeing at Sanford right now with a lot of those improvements. So it's a similar type deal with Foley. Yeah, and I've seen the the pictures. They're going to have like a left field plaza, right, and the offices are going to be over there, and it looks looks really nice it really does they've done a great job and josh brooks our athletic director has done a terrific job and he is committed to to improving the facilities and making us competitive across the board and that there's a facilities arms race and now with with texas and oklahoma coming in you know it's only going to get faster and more furious that's one of my wife's sister's favorite movies, by the way, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Modern-day Casablanca and Godfather. But anyway, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the ante has definitely been amped up uh, even more. And, and uh, yeah, we, we want to be able to, 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 to certainly be competitive. And, and the thing is, and the root of this with Georgia baseball, it goes back to the Braves. You know, there, there are so many fans of Georgia football in the Braves 
if you grow up in Louisiana or Mississippi or Arkansas, your baseball team is the same as your football team. It's LSU baseball, like LSU football is Arkansas baseball or Mississippi State baseball. But there's so many fans that are Georgia football and Braves fans. And through the years, we've had a hard time. And I remember when Coach Polk came here getting a radio network and you know Mississippi State had a 30 station network and he gave that so much credit for for their rise to power in the 70s and 80s and and again Bill that's another reason why we're so grateful to you and what you've done with the super stations to be able to get our, our baseball our men's and women's basketball from the middle of the state down to the coastal empire it's so important our programs and, and it means a lot but you know we're one of the now things have expanded and, and once the, the the orlando magic came around and then the marlins florida got a taste of it but bill my friend you know for years and years we were the only school in the league you know, say the new orleans saints that had any real pro sports competition mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well we love having you you and dave on and and just it's a perfect uh, addition for us to have have the baseball on and all the games that we can have on it's a lot of fun and i i just uh uh you know it helps to believe in your head coach and scott strickland and what what he's able to do hey jeff i don't know if you know it off the top of your head uh do you know how many transfers are on this year's baseball team it's around i think eight um that that is one of the new things uh, as you also know, my friend, going way back, it used to be well, the veterans and newcomers. We, we got our veterans back and the freshmen. Well, now you've got that third part to the recipe yeah. with, with the transfers. Uh, we, we do have three infielders that played a good bit this weekend in LaPlante, Marillo, and David, who were all transfers. And then I think we've got four pitchers. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty good number. And, and I think the thing is with, with the, the transfers, You've got to use that to fill holes here and there. You, you can't build around that. Now, there's some teams you might just not have the talent, and that's all you can do. But it's, I think you would compare it, wouldn't you, to, to free agency in baseball. Sure. You've got to have the pieces, and then you, you just plug those one or two holes with a free agent. So so uh, what, what's the total number? I mean, I don't, we don't want to get into scholarship stuff, but, I mean, as far as how many members are, are on this roster, so to speak? There's, well, what you've got, the roster, they pushed it up to 40 for COVID and then went okay. to 35, then back to 40. Basically, you got 11.7 scholarships. Yeah, right. Divvy up amongst 27 players, and then everybody else is, is pretty much a walk on. So, I mean, you, you always laugh at the NFL with the salary cap. I'm saying that going back to the 90s, and I remember sitting in Coach Perno's office and figuring out, all right, this kid can get books. Right, this kid really needs to keep hope. Hmm. Okay, you know, th- th- this guy's got great grades. He can get this much. We-, we can do room and board for him. And just trying to put all that stuff together, that- that's where the-, the-, the full rides with with football and, and basketball and on the women's side with, with soccer and softball, it- it's a nice thing because there- there's a lot of – Easing and maneuvering oh, yeah. when it comes to baseball scholies. Well, and so my point in asking that is, are, are, are we pretty much looking, do you think, at about a quarter of each year's baseball roster being transfers? Is that going to be the norm? Probably. I, I think that's that's the way it's going to go. And now the, the other factor you've got, too, and we can do another day on this, get deep in the weeds on it with the NIL stuff, not going to point any fingers, but there are a couple of schools in the league. One has been 
uh, charged with tampering, though the NCAA is pretty much toothless right now, with basically calling a starting pitcher from a rival school saying, if you get in the portal, we're going to guarantee you a hundred grand NIL money. And, and I, when, when these rules were put in, that was not what it was meant for. Yeah. Well, I've, that's that that brings up even another topic and i was talking with some friends last week and we were like and then we started talking about it on the show a little bit and we were talking mainly about football but i think even more so for baseball in the situation which you just described you know with the nil possibility um for any sport for that matter i mean okay you're going to have your scholarship limits but if if x amount of players let, let's just go back to football because everybody talks about football that's why sure. I, I try to bring some of this stuff up for baseball basketball because we we can't forget that other sports are impacted by the new things in college athletics as well but let's go back to football for a moment we know that georgia is at 92 okay right now that that that's a fact i believe and if i think of deuce robinson comes that could be 93 but we're we're in a situation today in college athletics where if if a coach and I know we could take George out of it and make this more of a generic example, but if a coach is having a problem getting to his scholarship numbers, he can ask a player that may be getting a certain amount of money, "Hey, will you go on non-scholarship? Will you pay for your own college?" I mean, are 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 we getting to a point where that is going to be part of? Scott Strickland, Kirby Smart, Mike White's job to possibly juggle that by having a player who, of course, looks like he needs to be on scholarship. He's a great athlete. He's a great part of the team, but can afford to pay for it himself, and so they want him to do that to try to save another person's scholarship. Yeah, I heard that floated out. I can't remember who the quarterback was or where he was, but a kid was supposedly getting a a, a quote-unquote million-dollar NIL deal, and – if he was going to become quote a preferred walk on, mm-hmm. you know, again, you're you're getting at a slippery slope there. I would think for football with 85, that's not going to be that big a deal. But let's say at Georgia, if there was a Gordon Beckham type player, and Bill Shanks Incorporated said, "Hey, Gordo, yep. <laughs> we're going to kick you 500 grand to come uh, hang out with us down at Fox's Pizza in Brunswick, Georgia, in the off season." Mm-hmm. You know, he, he might be able to, to pay a little bit more of his own way, plus with the, the, the what you can do on, on an academic front. Yeah. So, Bill, it's typical with the NCAA when all this stuff went in, you know, it's just like with conference expansion. They just kind of did it. And, and to say the devil in the de- is in the details is the most uh, unserving understatement of all time because there are a lot of details out there right now. And, and some consequences, whether they were intended or unintended, that have got <laughs> a lot of people scrambling and a lot of athletic departments on fire because we're trying to come up with answers to questions that have never been asked. I know. And, 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 and there are only going to be new questions that, that continue to come about. And, and I know football is obviously the focus, but football is actually the easiest out of so many of these sports to try and figure out. Yeah, probably is. Probably is. Well, and I know the conversation that a coach would have to have with an athlete about, hey, I know you're getting <laughs> 500000 for your NIL. Can't you afford to just pay for your own way so I can give the scholarship to someone else? It's probably easier said than done, right? Because that's not probably a very comfortable conversation to have with an athlete who still thinks he's going there to get a free education or a free ride. And, 
And, you know, there's not everybody's going to be Brock Bowers, too, right, which we've heard how he's kind of handling the issue. Jeff? Yo, Jeff. Okay. We lost him there. We lost him. Jeff went somewhere to sign his own NIL deal. <laughs> we'll try to get him back on, uh, make sure he's okay there. But, um, you know, we, we are saying things in a context that even five years ago, three years ago, we would be laughing at it. And yet, we've always said on this show, at least I've always said, everybody cheats. It's just depending on if you get caught and whether or not you're blatant about it to be stupid about it. But now those things are obviously happening and it's like you're trying to come up with ways and, and smart people like Kirby Smart and other coaches around the country are going to come up with ways to work around these issues. Uh, Jeff is back with us here. And uh, I, I, I was just saying, you know, we, we say things now and talk about things that a couple of years ago people would think we were bat, you know what, crazy about, don't we? Right. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I think you can make the case that there's been more radical change just in terms of, of NIL, conference expansion, transfer portal, playoff expansion the last three years than there had been maybe in the history of the NCAA combined. Sure. But certainly I think in the last – I mean, I think it's the, the biggest thing to happen since the, the South um, integrated back in the early 70s and, and what that meant for college football – uh, but you put all these things together, I think you add up all the other years combined, and, and these last three years might have more change than, than everything put together. No question. No question. And, and it, it's, it brings up interesting topics that you think about, especially in slow times when there are not as many games going on, where, where you're just, well, I wonder if that would happen. Or, and, you know, I, I can't imagine the compliance office is making too many calls to the NCAA to say, well, is this legal? Because I – it, it, personally, if I did that in, if, as a compliance officer, I might say, hell, they don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they would know or not. I mean, and to their defense, Jeff, they may not know because they may not have these situations have come up before where they have to almost kind of go with their policy on the fly, which is ne never a real good thing to, to do. No, and that's where you, you've got to have a really good and strong athletic department who, who they're not playing doctor no. Uh, they, they are playing, here's how we can get this done. Here's how we can help you. Here's how we can communicate and try and get it done, and we're going to get the right answers. And, again, Josh has got a terrific staff, and our, our compliance guy, uh, the, the head guy is a guy named Will Lawler, and he is just one of those, uh, one of those studs behind the scenes. And, and, Bill, I know you know everybody in the Braves organization. They're, they're probably two or three guys who through the years – have figured out how to work some of these contracts, and, and that's how you keep a certain pitcher and a certain shortstop for another year. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's just an example there, and, and you better have good people because, uh, again, I think, Bill, going back to what you said, we're just in such a situation where there are things coming up that have, have just never happened before. Yeah, no doubt. No, the – Old days of calling Hoke Wilder to see what was legal and what's not. I don't think that's in place yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, it's it, it's long gone, and you know just the the consequences from 
from a lot of this. It's, you know, it's, it's a changing game. And, and the other thing to me, I, I detest conference expansion. I detest the expansion of the playoffs. And, I mean, just to think now that, that you're going to have, and I get it, you might say, oh, this is college football going longer. you got to be careful w- what you're wishing for. If you're talking about adding on, like, the season Georgia had, think how exhausting that was for everybody. And now you're tacking on another two or maybe three layers to that and not finishing until late January. You know, thinking about what that's doing for the, the, the regular season of college basketball, it's, it, it's just a lot of newness. And again, it all happened so fast. And the, 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 for the playoff, for a playoff to triple in size, that still just blows me away right there. But again, I don't have a vote on any of this, but it's, it's, it's amazing everything that's happened these last three years. Well, you know what, Jeff, real quick before we let you go, it's like I've said about the baseball changes that are coming. The month of April is not going to have very good. Major League Baseball. It's going to be no. sloppy. They're not going to know what the hell to do. They're going to have to get through all these rules. And I would imagine as we go through with all these changes, especially to feel out everything, it's going to take a while before they they all, the programs and conferences, get their footing underneath them, don't you think, for every sport, probably. Yeah, that's 100% correct. And and from Georgia football standpoint, the great thing is Kirby Smart is always forward thinking. He's always moving forward. He's not sitting here like me saying, oh, I wish this was that or that was this. He knows what's coming, and he's got to jump on it. And that's where we are so blessed, always moving forward. And, and I mean, that showed even on 1818 when we lost Alabama and we were as low as we've ever been just with heartbreak uh, coming so close. And he said, we're not going anywhere. And what that meant, the uplifting of the Georgia people there. So we're, we're moving forward here at Georgia at all times. But again, to your point with a lot of this, so Nebraska, I'm sorry, uh, Oklahoma, when I say Oklahoma, I have to say Nebraska <laughs> with them. That, that's our age, right? Yeah. So Oklahoma and Texas are, are coming in. I mean, not this coming year, but the next. I mean, so like in two years, we might be playing Texas and Oklahoma in every sport. They still don't know how the schedule is going to work out for football, for basketball, for baseball. I mean, at some point, I would think with by this summer, they're going to come up with a model. I think they've got an idea of, of what the model will probably look like. But, I mean, can you remember back, we used to get the game programs of the media guide, Bill, when we were kids, and it was so cool. You'd have the, the schedules out. I remember getting from the BYU game, our schedule was all, way, all the way out to 1988. Yep. And I remember thinking, <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to play Tennessee in 1980, and I'm going to be 16 years old. But I remember going <laughs> to that Tennessee game thinking, oh, my gosh. I, I, so the, the time really does fly. But, but now you don't know that. We don't know that, and it's – you know, it's uh, I, I, certainly to, to say it's a sweeping and radical change. It's coming here in a hurry. But maybe when everything gets settled with the league, with the scheduling, it can be a good sign of, of just at least slowing things down a little bit and kind of getting everybody on the same highway, going the same direction. Let's hope. Let's hope for sure. All right, Jeff will be on tonight uh, in Macon, Winter Robins, Pinehurst, Rochelle, and in Savannah. For the dog talk uh, starting at 8 o'clock, right, Jeff? Yes, sir. We've got Coach Strickland on for the first hour. Then I'm going to chat with uh, gymnastics coach Courtney Kupetz Carter. Then when we play above, below, and in between, I, I asked the road dog uh, between the Kentucky Derby, the, the Final Four, the Masters, and WrestleMania, which event he'd most like to attend. <laughs> road dog. 
he needs to be controlled in a very close environment, that's for sure. <laughs> he's a great American. He is. He's a great American. All right, Jeffrey. Thank you, sir. You we too, appreciate buddy. it. All right. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right. Uh, Jeff Danzler here from the Georgia Bulldogs Radio Network talking about the college landscape and how different it is for sure. All right. We're going to take a break, and as we do, we will open up the phone lines. Anything on your mind in the world of sports? Baseball, Bravos, what you think about some of the things we were talking about earlier? Did you watch the NBA All-Star game last night? How much would it take you to get a cash payment enough to watch the NBA All-Star game? And uh, anything on your mind in the world of sports? 478-646-3776. We will take a break and be back with more sports talk and your phone calls right after this. 429 is our time. Thank you very much for being with us. Bill and Russ here on the radio. Talking sports and taking your phone calls. Area code 478-646-ESPN. Let's go to Pam in Macon. I almost said gray. Pam in That's Macon. All right. That's all right. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, I want to clarify before I make my comments. Um, you, you've met me before. I'm, I'm not a women's liver that you think of, or I'm, I'm not a girly girl, you know, like this, this chick you were talking about with ESPN or sports illustrated. What? I mean, don't you think I have some sense as a person? Yes. In spite of the fact your son's a Gator fan. Yes, I do. Well, you know, I can't help that. I had a daddy <laughs> that contributed some DNA to that. Okay. So okay. I, I can't do that. Yeah. I, I'm doing everything I can with Gator girl to make her say go dogs all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> let me, let me just clarify my points and then you, you can either hang up on me or you can. I'm not going to hang up on you. Why do I have a reputation of hanging up on people? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay. But, but anyway, get but, ready, but Chris. You've you might a be a lot better. You've grown in that area. You don't hang up except on the guy from Jeffersonville. You do hang up on him on a regular basis okay. when you let him come. Okay. Okay. Let me ask this. First of all, wasn't, wasn't this known as Tigers Tournament? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So didn't he know the tournament was being televised on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Probably. If he wanted to do the joke, why couldn't he have done the joke like on Tuesday or Wednesday during a practice round? Why, you know, I mean, I think that was kind of dumb on his part. Um, but it was certainly, it would have been better news for him if everybody was talking about the fact, oh, Tiger Woods shot a 67, uh, rather than talking about, uh, oh, Tiger Woods gave Justin Thomas a tampon because they right. thought he was a girl. You know, I mean, I, I'm thinking Tiger must not have good sense. The other, the other thing I wanted to say is, I, you know, he's still, um, no matter what people think, he's still the face of golf. Right. Uh, so don't you think he would want to protect his image? You know, and that was kind well, of Well, I mean, yeah, I think, but I think his image was blown a long time ago when he had the stuff with his wife and everything that came after that. I, I think that that image was tarnished to a large extent there. I mean, there's no question about the fact that a person in the public eye, uh, knowing that the cameras are going to be on them all the time, has to behave differently than someone who is not in the private, in in the public eye and in the in 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 uh, show business, for lack of a better term. There's no doubt about that. I, I I get that, but it's the reaction. I think I was more upset the reaction, which I don't know how crazy people were about it compared to even the act itself. Was the act the smartest thing to do? No, because, look, let's be honest. 
Tiger Woods farts and it's going to be on National Enquirer. He does anything, right? Anything. He He's that level of celebrity where anything Tiger does, good, bad, or ugly, is going to be in the in the media, right? So why would he have thought that that in itself, I mean, maybe he thought he wasn't going to be seen or that wasn't going to be something that was going to be public, but if it was on television, sure, it should have been. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it was the smartest thing for him to do, but I, I just think we got other things to to stress about and – Guys do stupid things when they're around each other. They say dumb things. They do dumb things. And, and I mean, did that offend you as a woman? Well, I will say this. It offended me as the daughter of a, of a dad. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then you can refute it or, or whatever. I was a daddy's girl. My daddy had three girls. He had two boys, and he had three girls. I'm, I'm looking at it from Sam Woods' point of view now. Would you not be embarrassed as a teenage girl for your dad to be talked about all over the national media the way he is right now? Um, to me, that's where he needs to be judged is that, hey, listen, this this guy is, you know, he, he's a father. I don't care. I mean, bring the boy into it. He's a father. If he wants to be an example to his children, he needs to he needs to start thinking about you know and and listen Tiger ain't no kid anymore and Tiger almost fifty years old oh yeah he's in his forties you know? yeah so I, I'm just saying it's not a great example um, for uh, for a girl to say oh my God look what my dad did and and oh he's talking about things that have to do with girls you know no I, but I mean, I'm telling you men in the in private are going to say things that they may not necessarily like for their children to hear right. That's where they, they, you hit it right on the head, Bill. Be careful what you do if you're a public figure, right, right. because I'm telling you, everybody's got a camera and everybody's got a phone. Oh, they do. And I think he did himself a lot more harm um, than he did good. But in, 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 in answer to your question, um, I'm not personally offended, but I'm offended for his daughter. If I if that was my daddy and my daddy was all over TV and being talked about that way. <laughs> I'd be majorly want to find me a hole to hide in. Yeah. That, that's that embarrassing. Sense. Well, that, that, that and, makes sense. And he's a grown-up. You know, he ain't a kid anymore. If he was 30 years old, I might give him a pass on that. Yeah. But he's not. He's the father of children. He's the face of golf. And it was a stupid thing to do. And, yeah, you guys are going to be guys. I understand that because I used to serve on a board over at North Macon Park with a bunch of guys, and I thought, y'all are thinking of something, but it ain't your damn brain, I promise you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know um, it's just, I, I just think, you know, if you don't want trouble, think before you say something or do something. Do I think Justin Thomas thought it was offensive? Probably not, because they're friends. Right. But you knew that this was where people were going to be looking to see, what's Tiger doing this weekend? You know, And the great thing that happened was, Tiger shot a 67, yeah. but ain't nobody talking about that. No. They're talking about a stupid joke. But anyway, thanks for letting me, uh, you know, I don't know if any other women feel like I do. I just thought it was, I, I just thought it was really a lot toward his character. And, um, and you know what? He owes his daughter uh, an, an apology because she's, she's having to live with it now. I don't, I don't know what his kid, his boy thinks about it, but that's, that's bad for a girl. You know, no, that that makes sense. I I don't. I, I, it's hard for me to relate to it. You know why? I'm not a girl. 
Because you're not a girl, but I'm gonna tell you this: you had a mama, didn't you? Would you? Would you want? Yeah, I don't want my mother to know everything that I'm saying with my boys. <laughs> well, and I she sure would probably she's not, she would you, probably you know call what? me. She would probably call Millageville to see if there's any place left open to put me. I mean, but yeah, but you know what, William Shanks, you are a public figure. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, that, you no, that's be right. I, I know, but I, I I just think there are other things to worry about besides this. I I really do. I mean, I well, in the scheme of life, yeah, there is. But you know, if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna want to project a good image for golf, this was kind of a but. But you know what? But do. his image is shot already. He slept with God knows how many women. He screwed around on his wife. I mean, in a way, his image is blown to hell anyway, isn't it? I mean, seriously. I mean, his kids are already having to go where they Google him. What are they, What's going to come up? Well, I hope it's going to come up about all his golf antics instead of, you know, the fact that he almost lost his leg. And, and No, it'll come up all- about how they he cheated on their mom and had X amount of mistresses. Right. You know, so, I mean, I, I to a point, his, I think his, his um, reputation's already been tarnished to a large extent that uh, before he got caught up in all that he was pretty much clean and then after that it's i'm not saying that that gives you a right to do anything and everything but i think you know i think these guys are in a bubble and they forget about i think they do forget about the fact that sometimes they're everything they're done everything they are 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 able to do and say is going to be scrutinized so much and I think, look, uh, are those type of things that he did done, uh, you know, out here at Idlehour or any other course in Macon? I don't mean to – anywhere, every weekend. It, because guys give guys hell. And he did it, and it got seen, and boom, it, it, the reaction to it was not favorable for him. But I, I just think it's like, come on. If you don't think that people uh, – guys do things, say things – that are going to be uh, offensive if it was plastered on a on a on a billboard. You're crazy because they are. They do. They uh, and I'm one of them. I say dumb things to my friends that we laugh about, and that's how we get through life. We di- we 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 laugh, and I mean, uh, hell, there's been 30 tweets today, texts today that's been stupid stuff that have been said. Some of it and things that we see on Instagram and things that we've seen all. You know, it, that's just. It, it, it just happens. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like I said, I think I think sometimes, um, you know, boys will be boys is fine. But you know what? He's making a buttload of money, Bill. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I mean, make, making a lot more than you and me and Russ together and Chris. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot oh, he's, made the mo- he, he's made more money in this past weekend that we've made in the last five years. Okay. Ten and, years. And, and what I'm saying is this. If you're gonna make the money and you're gonna and you're gonna have all of all that that it entails, then you then you don't need to be surprised that people are trying to catch you screwing up. Because I'm telling you, that's just oh, I don't think I look. I don't think he's surprised at all of anybody who's making fun of him screwing up or doing something that may not you know fit a narrative or fit you know him being a perfect guy or perfect gentleman or anything because he he's used to it by now but he he obviously was friends with Justin Thomas where he thought okay you know he had to bring it with him right he had to go get it or somehow have it with him when he out drove is that the word he used i guess 
Justin Thomas, and then so he had it with him, obviously, and added it to him. So, anyway. Anyway, your children are, you know, you have responsibility to your children. Right. And if, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, You know, I, I would hope that a lot of the dumb stuff I've said in my time um, you know, that when my when my boys remember me, they'll remember me a little more favorably about, well, you know. No, yeah, they will. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying I feel bad for his daughter. No, I, I understand. Do. I understand. All right, Pam, Thanks. thank you very much. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right, hang up on <laughs> No, I, I, I understand what she's saying. I can't really comprehend it because, you know, I'm – not yeah. transitioning. Well, you just, I mean, you, could, you just got to be smarter if you're Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, we can talk about the way things should be, but you got to live your life the way things are. Well, I hate the, you know, he put himself in a position where people are going to scrutinize, like she said, not hitting 67. Whatever. All right, we're going to take a break. Eddie's on hold to disagree with Pam. Man, had a big old crossfire ready to go with this, huh? Let me know if there's a trade or anything that happens. Back with more right after this. <laughs> Heard this song on our classic rock station, Warner Robins, over the weekend. Only the Young by Journey. From the movie Eddie and Ackworth called. I don't know, Bill. Yeah, you do. You agreed with me not too long ago that it was one of the best movies of the 80s. He gets so old and he can't remember Squad. You remember that? Vision Quest! Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's been a while since I've seen it. (laughs) Apologies. You need to wake up? You need a little toddy to wake up or something this afternoon? You okay? Did a trade happen while I was on hold? (laughs) Because apparently you wanted to talk about that rather than talk to me. No, that was not the inference that I meant. I'm Uh, sorry. I, I I was just reacting to the fact that Russ was rolling his eyes at the conversation, but that's okay. Okay. So he doesn't want me to talk about it. Well, it's not the Russ. It's not the Russ Brown show. Last time I checked. Yeah, you can talk about I whatever you want. I think sir. I like his. Time, oh, thanks, right? Russ. Yeah, Appreciate I don't care. Yeah, knock yourself okay. out. All right. Cool. He's. It's not like we're going to go over the Hawks standings. <laughs> yeah, really. Talk about the Un- Atlanta United starts this week. I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Where's Noel? Oh, uh, what's the guy's name? He's gone. The big one. Uh, Martinez. Yeah, he's gone. He, yeah. Where did he get traded to? I don't know. Back to Venezuela, I guess. That's mm. where he's from. Okay. I, I really don't know. I don't okay. Know went, so. I don't really care. Not like um, he got traded to the Boston team in. Well, I don't know. I doubt it. <clears throat> All right. So Tiger Woods made a joke, rather crudely. But he called Justin Thomas a girl. That's what he did. Yeah. He'll have two qu- well, first of all, let me start this by saying to Pam, today's his birthday. Go back and watch what Charles Barkley said years ago about us being role models. If your kids are looking up to sports figures, actors, et cetera, as role models, you're doing it wrong. Sorry. They ain't role models. Two, Bill, I got two questions for you. One, you played golf, right? Correct. You yes. There are red tees on every course. What are those tees for? <laughs> well, what are those tees for? The women. Okay, thank you. And two, is there any woman on the planet 
that can outdrive a male player on the PGA Tour today? No. Okay. Case closed. He called him a woman because women can't drive the ball as far as men. I'm sorry. And Justin man. Thomas didn't drive the ball as far as Tiger Woods. I'll grant you it was crude. When my wife saw it, she was kind of like, ugh. It was crude. I'll give you that. But it's not offensive. And it's not offensive to daughters everywhere. Sorry. That's incorrect. Well, you have three sons, so how do you know if it's going to be offensive to daughters? Why would it be offensive? Tell me why that would be offensive. Other than the crude. I'll give you the crudity. It's crude. I'll give you that. If he had just called him a little girl, would people would still be offended. I can promise you, Bill. If he had said you're well, a little but that, but see, here's he the, but right. But look. My problem is I'm not offended by much of anything. Usually when I'm offended about something, I send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that's when you're disgusted about something. That's right. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not easily offended where I'm going to lose sleep about it. It'll just roll off my back like or off a duck's back. I, I'm just not easily offended by things. I mean, things have offended me, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not easily offended by stuff, and I do a lot of times look at things that people are offended by and say, why do you care? Yeah. So, I mean, it, that may be a shortcoming of me. I Maybe I should care more, but I, I, I got enough to care about and worry about and be concerned about that I'm, I, I don't want to be concerned about things that don't include me or don't really – have anything to do with me i guess and and that you know again i, I, I may be a horrible person for it but I, i'm not easily offended there are people on this earth who are easily offended by anything and everything and i think now with social media uh that has skyrocketed to an all-time high whereas years before it wouldn't was not that big of a deal but now people are easily offended by stuff and i still hear some of it and say well, why do you care yeah. Who are you? Well, Why, you know, and so that that is as much my point of view is that since I personally am not offended by very much, when I hear people who are offended by something like that that I know goes on, there's a 90% chance that if me, you, and Russ go golfing or go play golf, to be more specific and use a better term, that at some point we were going to say something between the three of us that if it were out in public knowledge, they would cringe because that's what people do on the golf course. I'm just being real. We say things, you know, we, that's just the way men are, I think. And, you know, maybe people, I'm, I don't have kids. Maybe those of you who have kids would be less likely to be crude. But I mean, I got a lot of people I know that are crude as hell to me and they got youngins because that's what we do. We have fun. We're crude. We're, busting each other's chops and i'll make that a little bit cleaner so that's what i think is done a lot of times and he did it on a public spectrum which got out in the uh, in the open and christine brennan decided to write a long article about it i'm like don't you have anything else to be worried about compared to that and i guess yep. she doesn't i guess not yes you're right Guys, myself and you included, live to bust each other's phenobly. Right. That is what we do. That is exactly what we do. Now, two more things. Tiger Woods, you could tell, was kind of shocked when he had to issue what he I basically say, I'm sorry if I offend anybody. You could see the look on his face. He was kind of shocked, like, this is the thing really? that you guys are offended about? Yeah. Really? And two, Bill, you mentioned social media. I'm telling you. 
This is driven by five people, that sports writer included, who are offended. And you can't, you're going to offend five people in the United States no matter what you do, okay? There's five people on Twitter. I'm exaggerating, but whatever. Yeah. Five people, and it amplifies, and it becomes this, oh, my God, people everywhere are offended, when it was probably a bunch of bots and people who weren't offended and didn't mm. care about this. Probably so. Probably it's so. It's totally blown out of proportion. Yeah. And I just, I just, I'm like you. Spend your energy elsewhere. I mean, Tiger Woods, he's living the life of a, I don't even know what you want to call it, a reprobate up to this point, really, okay? And then this is the thing you're going to focus on? This yeah. is not good for his kids? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I love politics. There are things in politics that sometimes, as a writer, I wish I had a forum to go and write about. But... I don't want to offend like on my Facebook page. I could go to my 600 friends on Facebook, my personal page, which everybody is not allowed to go on because I keep it private and talk to my friends about things like I did this weekend. Oh, I took a picture in Waycross and it was kind of cool. All right. That's that. But if I don't want to go myself and put political stuff that I may feel very adamant about, and put it on my Facebook page because I don't want to offend any of my friends. That's my decision. And so it's like, because I know how people get offended these days. And that's a shame that we aren't even more, I think, free to say our political opinions or whatever. Because, you know, there's things that offend me in the world. Sure, I'm not trying to act like I, I'm apathetic toward everything. But it's, I just got more stuff to do than to be upset about Tiger Woods handing a guy on the golf course a tampon now would i feel different if i had a little girl no i don't think so but i you know i i don't think so and and uh but anyway it it's i i think it's just a thing for me in that come on we got a lot going on in our own individual lives unless you were paid by antifa to complain and gripe and picket and protest about things then leave it alone Okay, he shouldn't have done it. He was in public. He probably wishes he hadn't because of the reaction that it got. He was joking with one of his buddies. That's what guys do. Get over it and move on. And, I, you know, that, that's, that can't happen in today's world. All right, I'm getting ready to step into the gym. And, yes, Russ, it's chest day. I want you to continue <laughs> this. I'm going to read you this, Bill, and I want to hear you on the other side of the break what you think about this. Marcelo Zuna, I'll just give my best to my team and my fans. I know in my mind that I still have fans that love me, and the other ones ignore them. I don't worry about them. That's not good. See, we've already talked about that. I'm offended that he wasn't listening earlier in the show. (laughs) We'll come back and talk about that comment from Marcel and also get your phone calls. 478-646-ESPN as we continue here on The Bill Shank Show.